walking through an Old West saloon. <laughs> but we're also two of the three stooges <laughs> who are walking through this saloon. It's the Stephen Kyle Podcast Fast Five inaugural episode, I guess we'll call it. Do we, do we just call it the Fast Five? Uh, we didn't plan this out very no, well. No, not, not at all. Not at all. Now that song, of course, is, uh, as everybody knows, Five Card Shuffle by the great Kevin McLeod. Oh, never fails. You look for something on Kevin McLeod's website with all of his free music. Again, don't know how he lives. Don't know how he functions. Do you think there's like subliminal ads embedded in these that we're just not hearing? And like when we're done, we're both going to have a real craving for Oreo cookies or something. Yeah, yeah, right. We're going to go home. Like I, I can't go home without a pizza today, <laughs> but that pizza has to be from Pizza Hut. <laughs> right. Like that's it. I, I don't know how he, why he does it. There must be some incentive to why he does this. And don't give me this BS that it's for the greater good of the internet community. <laughs> I like how one minute into our first spinoff episode of the actual podcast, and it's just become an episode of the podcast where we're talking about Kevin McLeod and going on tangents. This is, so officially, the second official spinoff of the Stephen Kyle podcast in the Lisbon. Did we do an actual episode of another one? No, I did Sports State. Sports State, of course. So this is the third ver- third. In the Lispin, the Living in Style Podcast Network, mm-hmm. I almost feel like we should call it the Lisp Radio, ne- the Lisp Network, because you say Lispin, you want to say a word after it. Yeah, but we have to call it Lisp. <laughs> hey, hey, it's offensive to people with a Lisp. So the 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 plan with this episode is we used to do the the segment the Fast Five. During the regular podcast, the Stephen yep. Kyle podcast, Tuesday mornings, 7 a.m. If you're not subscribed, well, you are because you're hearing Imagine this. Imagine someone like, finds this. <laughs> I know, right? In what universe do you find this, but you don't find the regular podcast? You just think, you know what? I just want to hear these two guys' thoughts on the the five trending topics that they're thinking about right now. That are outdated at this point. Yeah. So that's what the Fast Five originally was. It was our our take on the five topics of the day or whatever the, the five topics that were on our mind were. We just throw them in at the end of the podcast. And it kind of became a thing of its own. Grew its, uh, like, it, it just, you know, ended up being much longer, much yeah. more in-depth than we ever thought it would be. So we... We got kind of tired of it for a little while. There was oh, just demand from the masses to bring it back. Yeah, this this originally began as it was supposed to be a kind of a quick one just to recap. Almost like word association. Yep. I say, uh, you know, Australian wildfires. Uh, bummer. Yeah. The World Cup. Yep, and then we'd move on. Yeah. And then we'd backtrack our way and have a quick conversation through them. And again, initially it was supposed to be just a pretty quick thing to close the loop of the episode, to give us a logical ending to every episode. But it took on a life of its own. Next thing you know, some of them are taking 20 minutes. For a few episodes, we did the not-so-fast five that (laughs) took like 30 to 45 minutes. And so at that point, it's not cumbersome because it's very easy to do and put together. But once you start taking all of that time... Next thing you know, you're at a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour episode mm-hmm. when you're trying to avoid that. So the plan that we hatched became this. Every other Thursday, we're mm-hmm. going to release a 
I don't know, this this one will probably be a little bit longer because we're taking some time to explain it at the beginning. But I don't know, 15, 20 minutes where we do a fast five. Again, it won't be every week, be every other week. Originally, we were going to do Fridays, but since we record this on Saturdays, that would mean by the time it's released, it's already six days past its prime. Yeah, we don't really have a solution for that as it stands. So we're uh, just going to do it this way for now. For now, until... Uh, we like schedules. We like yes. sticking to schedules. Until the great minds of this podcast and uh, the behind-the-curtain folks back there can think of a better option. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, the higher-ups. Exactly. Putting the noose around our neck. The collars around our necks, Corporate Steve, fat cats. To try to keep us in line, and we're not going to allow it anymore. Yeah. You and I are... Broadcasting in federal waters now, or international <laughs> waters. I was going to say federal waters. Federal probably, lakes no, we're broadcasting from where we can do whatever we want. <laughs> Anything we want. Anything so, we want. So here we go. It's the first episode of the Fast Five, newly revamped Fast Five podcast. With some hot new introduction there. Yeah, exactly. You may uh, notice that that sounds totally different than it has for the past four years or so well steve why don't you kick it off this week sure first on my fast five now again last week i went through my fast five archive that i had been building since i think september that was probably probably the last time we did the fast five so every now and then black friday shopping on there i had had, um something uh definitely halloween was on there yeah you had something that neither you or i knew what it was about it was oh there was outdated. one it was um who's the the drug lord uh what's his name um oh the, el, the, chapo. el chapo yep yep but don't there know was, why he i had was in the news i had el chapo's brother oh good on my list so not even el chapo which i already didn't know why he was in the news yeah but his brother was I apparently vaguely at some point remember in the el chapo's brother was feuding with elon musk yeah man over the flamethrower Remember, really? remember like two years ago, Musk came out with that, his, uh, the boring company that he started came out with a flamethrower, order mm-hmm. this flamethrower for $500 and he sold like a billion of them. And, did uh, they ever deliver? yeah, I think they did. But El Chapo's brother, the Mexican drug Lord said that Musk stole that idea from him. Oh yeah. It looks like that, that. So this one, and this can't be true. Because the news stories I'm seeing about Pablo Escobar's brother. Oh, Pablo Escobar's yeah, sorry, brother. Not El Chapo. Okay. Pablo Escobar's brother in July. <laughs> it could be. Ra- Roberto Escobar alleges that Elon Musk's not a flamethrower copies his design. Hmm. And then July 11th, uh, now he's got his own take and a possible legal fireball for Elon Musk. So, yeah, okay. that's about how outdated it got when we wouldn't make time <laughs> yeah. for the Fast Five every week. So you so, burned through that list yes. last week. So now we will get to the Fast Five. Man, that's like the first time I heard that thing. God, that gets me pumped. All right, first on the list, Pecarine. Oh, boy. Now, I know he's a goalie, Steve. He I is. don't know if he's in the... I didn't know why he's in the news. Is he still in the NHL? He is. Yeah, he's still playing for the Nashville Predators. He's still in Nashville. Yep. I don't know anything about what's going on with him. I Scored can't... a goal the other night. The goalie goal. The goalie goal. Now, is it one of those empty... You know what? We'll get to that on, on the, the turnaround. turnaround. All right, next. I ran. Uh, terrifying. The only way I can... Like, are we? Are we at war? It's scary. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm already going to the doctor to to make sure my Achilles will exclude me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh yeah, because you're under thirty. What would uh, I think it's thirty eight, thirty nine? What is it? Oh, or thirty five? I think thirty five. Okay. Oh, maybe I'm thinking president though. You have to be thirty five to run for president. Boy, we don't know much. Uh, I think, I think I'm excluded. You're excluded. Yeah, if I'm, not, I'll just I'll eat poop or something. Just <laughs> so, so you'll just go. You'll be on an airplane going to serve our country with poop in your belly. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure I'm excluded. This country does not need me on the front line. I. This seems like a fail-proof plan. So your idea is to be crazy. Yeah. Okay. Because in my mind, you thought that would give you <laughs> some illness or something. Or that some would, superpower. Ex- yeah. So that would exclude you from being selected. But okay. Nope. That's your solution. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's the only word I can think about is it's scary. And I've yeah, said that a lot in terrifying. the Fast Five over, the, over things that have happened. But this one is uh, yikes. Next, Neil Pert. Pert. Yeah, you know, I'm not a not a big Rush fan. Um, How did he die? I don't even know. I don't know. But you know, we're only like 67. We're in that era now, Steve. I mean, were those the rockers from Mm -hmm. rock and roll becoming rock and roll? You're going to start seeing. I mean, uh, and I always I always confuse the names. Is it Brian Johnson who can't tour anymore? Yes, with ACDC. I think they're they're getting back together. Are they? But he was like, they were. He was told if you keep doing this, you will be dead. Oh, his eardrums were like falling out of his head, fully deaf, and like. We're getting to that era now where a lot of that generation of rockers are going mm-hmm. to start passing away. And that's, man, that's a generation that changed music. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, Neil Peart, the drummer for Rush, uh, passed away. But yeah, it's a drummer. Swap in. Can't say that about him, though. Swap I mean, in a everybody, from what everybody says, I don't look. I don't know. You don't know. I don't, bad, I don't right. know music well enough to know, but. He's like the one guy that unanimously everybody says like the most legendary drummer ever. Or like he's the one that really changed things. Boy, he's the one of, that every drummer, everyone who who starts playing the drums, they're like, well, yeah, of course, that's who I want to play. Like, I kind of want to put it on the pole, but I don't want to be disrespectful because again, the guy just passed. But something along the lines of is you know is Neil Pert replaceable or, or is any drummer replaceable I think there's a respectful way to put that on the poll like are drummers replaceable in rock cuz I don't bands? even know is Rush like was Rush still touring at all or I they, believe so because they, that's that's uh, Getty Lee right Yeah Getty Lee does Rush tour had they retired because I mean if they're retired then it doesn't it, you know the point uh, is moved. 2015 Rush announced plans to cease large scale touring the end of 2015 following following the conclusion of their r40 tour after nearly three years of uncertain future lifeson who i believe is one of the other alex, members alex life lifeson lifeson reluctantly announced in january 2018 that the band was not going to continue so it seems like they had been hmm. done uh and in then october of 2018 getty lee announced that rush will never tour as alex getty and neil again and obviously now that is yeah set in stone so yep. yeah well that'll be on the poll check that out at Stephen kyle uh our drummers our drummers well i think i think mind, specifically you have to say uh you know if, if rush decided to tour again isn't isn't is rush rush without neil pert hmm. probably not because he was vocalist too man is rush in parentheses or in yeah quotes, in quotes rush, rush without and that's any i'll P-A- I think it's P-E-A-R-T. P-E-A-R-T, yeah. P-E-A-R-T is Rush Rush without Neil Pert. So that'll Pert. be on the poll again at Steve and Kyle. Check that out. All right, number four, Tua Tunga Vialoa. 
That is the most fun name ever to say. Steve, you see, you see me in my costume today. I do. You are dressed up uh, like a like a child. We will. <laughs> Got your, accurate. Your best football costume on. It's very accurate. Ready and to I, go see uh, see the boys throw the ball around. And I don't. I didn't didn't know you were a big Baltimore Ravens fan, Steve. It was the blackout Super Bowl. Was it twenty thirteen? Oh yeah, when the lights did the lights go out at halftime. Yep, and that's when I became was that, that long ago a Ravens fan. Man, but I became a Ravens fan because I hated the San Francisco 49ers because I hated Jim Harbaugh. Okay, so I I had. Bought a Ravens t-shirt in 2013, um, wore that to the Super Bowl, and now that Lamar Jackson is there, my brother and I, Robert and I, the the uh, sprinting gazelle. <laughs> Fastest man, period, are full-on, full-fledged. Lamar Jackson bandwagoners. Really, you're you're ju- you're jumping on the bandwagon. Oh, and I'm not. I don't, I'm not denying it either. And you have no problem admitting that not you're at all. A, you're a bandwagoner. Not at all. Um, so again, what was the question? Tua Tungavailoa has nothing to do with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens. So if you could stay on topic, I apologize. That's on me. I'm ruining the fast five, and I'm sorry for that. Just did a three minute like, digression. Into I, I was wondering how you were going to bring this full circle yeah. and say like, and of course everyone knows that Tonga Vailoa is, uh, you know, looks up yeah. to Lamar Jackson. Well, it's mostly just re- uh, related to football and the quarterbacking game, which is. Uh, everybody overvalues them. So, yeah, Tua Tagovailoa announced that he's going... It's Tungavailoa, actually. Tung? It is. is. an N in there? Come on. There's not. Come on. But he, that is the way that the name is pronounced. Pull up the pronunciation on, on the internet. Like, whether I want the Wikipedia lady, the robot voice. I don't know if they have that, but... Who uh, am I thinking of that we struggled with on this podcast? Oh, it's Khabib. Khabib uh, Nurma, Nurmagomedov. That's who I'm thinking of that we struggled with that we nailed. Uh, but yeah, no, declared for the NFL draft, and he's the he's the real wild card, Steve. And as a Detroit Lions fan, uh, I Here we am Tungavailoa because in uh, he is Tungavailoa. Okay, Tungavailoa. He is Tungavailoa. Tua tags. Tua tags. He was uh, raised in Hawaii, so the, those Polynesian names from what. Uh, um, my cohort on the side gig tells me, who mm-hmm. does a lot of college football broadcasts, the Polynesian names you literally pronounce every uh, like every vowel, and okay. some of them you pronounce letters that aren't even there. Huh. So in in his pronunciation guide, there's an extra for N. Uh, for, for Alabama, yeah, Tunga, an extra N. Uh, yeah, uh, the wild card of the NFL draft this year, Steve. He's really going to now after declaring shake things up at the top because of his devastating knee injury that had happened. Nobody knows where he could be drafted. Mm-hmm. Uh, please, not my Detroit Lions. Please. And finally, number five, the Australian wildfires. I mean, it's awful, right? And it's never. It's one of those things, though, that doesn't get the uh, coverage that it deserves. So the coverage that it gets is now celebrities saying help. And when you get a celebrity saying help, you get half or a you know a large portion of the population saying, "Well, why should I help? You got all the money. Why don't you help?" And it ends up being just a big uh, measuring contest of idiots. Yeah, 
saying that I do find it a little insulting when a celebrity announces I have donated fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's like me donating ten bucks. Right, but it depends on the celebrity, right? Like, if it's Robert Downey Jr. saying I donated fifty thousand dollars, then you roll your eyes and say, "Hey, come on." I think that celebrities should just keep their mouths shut about how much they donate. Just say, hey, you know, help what you can. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I've set this up or I'm working with this organization. Because in, lo- in a lot of a lot of times, them just promoting this organization is probably worth more than any donation they might give. Yeah. Now, it's obviously helpful that they do donate. But, yeah, you don't need the, uh, the, the actual number out there. That's why you when you normally hear about those, a lot of it is in... Not hushed tones, but secondhand, like, yeah, Leo DiCaprio, you know, donated like five million bucks. Mm-hmm. Didn't come from him directly, right? Right, exactly. But you think it, yeah, it he said he said yeah. to his guy, like, hey, leak this to the you know, the inquirer or something. Now but, but I, I did notice that there was um like a Australian comedian okay. that has raised like some absurd amount of really? money, like thirty million dollars or so something. So the JJ Watts, and she, I mean, so after what was that Harvey down in that that devastated yes. Houston? JJ Watt uh, raised like twenty million dollars for for relief yeah. efforts there. It was so just that, this this astronomical amount of money just by like doing some campaign on Instagram. There was a Australian model who raised, I think it was the last I saw, it was like seven hundred thousand dollars. By basically selling nudes. Uh, uh, who did this now? An Australian Instagram model. Oh, so like a female, not like uh, in jest. So this lady went on Instagram, said, hey, donate 10 bucks. I'll send you a nude. <laughs> I guess so. That's awesome. I love these grassroots efforts. That's great because I mean, obviously if she's an Instagram model, she's been pretty close to that front anyway. And maybe... Full on, maybe already Who has, yeah. but yeah, maybe it's like, hey, I'll inbox you one, yeah, because like if if you send me a picture of your twenty dollar donation, <laughs> right, to, that's tremendous. If you're okay with that, uh, yeah, that's yeah. It <laughs> it was crazy though. I mean, you know, it's bad when American firefighters are flying to Australia to help put out these fires. It's a twenty four hour flight to get there. Like you see that happen from time to time. If there's a you know, a, a massive fire somewhere in one part of the country and like, you know, firefighters traveled three hours to come and help out with this this crazy blaze. But I mean, to get on a plane, travel literally to the other side of the world to help put out a fire, that's insane. Like that, it, if that doesn't show you the, the, the grasp, how big this thing right. is. Now, Grant, I am somewhat, I, I, I'm not checking daily on these. Is there any hope in the near future that these are going to be minimized or contained? I don't know, because it's so hot there. It's like 110 degrees. And uh, they're going through just a massive heat wave, so everything is just completely dried out. Yeah, I think what they say, thousands, hundreds of thousands of animals mm-hmm. uh, passed away. All the, yeah. yeah, man, just tragic. Terrible. Uh, going back to number four. To a Tonga Vialoa. Yeah, it's, uh, it's draft season, Steve. Once uh, the majority of the NFL teams are out of are you the gonna, playoffs. Are you going to talk more about your costume, or are you going to get off topic? I mean, listen, <laughs> Tua has a chance to be... Tua's more of a passing quarterback than Lamar Jackson was, but Tua has this... 
the ability to change the NFL kind of the way Lamar Jackson is now. He could be a transcendent quarterback if you're willing to take him and and essentially wait because so it, that devastating knee injury he had is going to I thought it was a hip. Was it a hip? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Hip, I'm yeah. sorry. Hip. I'm uh, yeah, I'm definitely wrong. He's had a knee injury. Maybe I should be the one doing sports tape. But his knee injury Maybe was I'll do sports to 9. He had the knee injury though cuz wasn't he the one on the field? Now you're just trying to save face. And he have like his kneecap didn't they like knock it back in place on the field like you see the video of it like off off to the side someone just went and uh, pushed it back no, bodies don't work that way that's not supposed to happen no, uh, exciting draft season I love draft season because as a Detroit Lions fan that's all you have before that Neil Pert the drummer the rush drummer dead at the age of 67 yeah and again does that is is he a transcendent drummer I, I, I don't know enough about it I think so from I mean if you believe or what everyone, literally everyone else is saying, or is he kind of the, uh, is he another Ringo where everybody's like, oh, he was a, he was able to be part of the Beatles? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Hmm. Never a huge Rush fan, Steve. I wasn't either. Um, I, I was, I was not a, you know, I was not anti-Rush in any way. It, I don't know. It just never, it was never really my thing. Hmm. Uh, before that, we had Iran. Yeah, scary situation. I mean, I don't know what else last to... night to shooting down that the Ukrainian yeah passenger airliner. Yeah, they claiming it's an accident, and who knows if this is going to escalate things further. Well, they claimed it was an accident, but then they also blamed the uh, the recent dust up with the U.S. Yeah. for the accident. It, it's a bad situation. I don't know if you can do that. I don't. I think that there are certain uh, there are certain restrictions to passing the buck. Yeah, and like. Uh, the U.S. had me scared, so I shot down a passenger airliner. Right. I don't know about that. That took off, you know, 30 seconds before it was shot down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a bad situation going over there, going back to the uh, assassination of their second-in-command mm-hmm. in, in Iraq, and that's obviously what has really upped the tension and upped the ante in that feud isn't the right word just because this is potential to be a catastrophic uh, military disagreement in that region not just the United States being involved so uh, this for me is a a scarier and worse situation than North Korea yeah this is it's pretty terrifying so not I yeah I it's one of those that I try not to think about and talk about because there's no way I think about it in terms of eh, it'll be okay, yeah, you know, it, yeah. It, it, your brain always goes to worst case. Uh, we'll end it on a little bit more of a fun note. Pecorine, the goalie for the uh, Nashville Predators, the other night, I think about three nights ago, two nights ago, joined the goalie goal club. Crawford will go to the bench again. Rene will try. Rene going deep for the empty net. Pretty awesome. Length length of the ice from behind his own net. That's cool. Has any goalie ever scored a contested like like during regular action, not like with a goalie net? with a goalie in? They couldn't net? have, right? I don't think so. They have to. Like one of uh, I was I was a big Philadelphia Flyers fan growing up. Sure. And Ron Hextall the Hex had two goals. He scored two goals in his career. 
on uh, on empty nets. And ever since, like, I remember, I can remember seeing that when I was a little kid and just being infatuated with it. Like, oh, rewind and play, rewind, play, and just watching it over and over again. What are you more interested in now, though, a goalie goal or a goalie fight? Goalie goal. Goalie goal. Wow. Yeah, goalie fights. There, I mean, they're they're always they're, disappointing. They're cool in theory, but they have so many pads on that yeah. you know that. Not one yeah. punch is connecting. There's 75 pounds of padding <laughs> yeah. on both of them. Yeah. And then they just kind of swing twice at a shoulder and both fall. Mm-hmm. That's typically the way yeah. most go. That was cool, though. I think he was probably the 15th or 20th goalie to score a goal. Like, it, That's it's, cool. That's a limited club. Yeah, but I saw the post from the NHL the other day saying, you know, he was the, you know, he joins the club. And I was like, man, there have been a ton of them in the last, like, 10 or 15 years. But, mm. uh, but yeah, so that's it. On to your Fast Five. Fast Five! Steve, first on my Fast Five. Yes, sir. First in my heart. <laughs> the Royal Rumble. Couple weeks away. Oh, Who's boy. your pick? <laughs> Are you talking about the Royal Rumble? Or the Royal Rumble across the pond now that Harry and Meghan are leaving the Royal Family? It's quite a rumble, right? Should have included that on my Fast Five. The Democratic debate. <laughs> the Royal Rumble, you say? Suck the joy out well, of Well, probably it's uh, of the year. Mankind and the 123 Kid stupid. going head to head. Right? Stupid. Pop culture joke. <laughs> Ridiculous. The Democratic debate happens this week, Steve. Does it? Now, is it... Did I believe I find, this is the last one for a while. They finally have it narrowed down so it'll just be one night. Because yes. uh, they had it... There There were, what, 77 people running for president. Yep. And uh, so they had it over the course of, like, eight days. Finally got it down to one night. So how many are in there? Six this week. Six. Are you tuning in? What do we got? Bernie? So the six involved this week. Bernie Sanders. Cory Booker. Cory Booker did not make it. Cory Booker didn't make it. Okay. Uh, Mayor Pete is out. You got Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Of course, Biden. Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete's in? Bernie Sanders. I thought, oh, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Beto. Beto is out. Beto dropped out. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren. Okay. Tom Steyer. I keep seeing commercials, and it just says Tom 2020. I don't even know his last name. And lastly, Amy Klobuchar. Come again. So the notable names not qualifying, Andrew Yang. And, of course, Hillary. Hillary, <laughs> Cory Booker. Uh, so, yeah, down to uh, down to six as of uh, for this debate. Okay. Uh, the first one of 2020. Are you tuning into these? Are you going to wait until closer? Yet. No, I haven't. I usually watch, like, the, uh, you know, the debate in five minutes recap. Okay. So, yeah, that takes place uh, this week as they kick what night off is that? Parrot Down Tuesday. So it already happened. Heck of a debate that was the yeah, other what'd night. What did you think? Who, who won? What was the big, the big pop for you? What made you pump your fist? Well, I mean, we all know the moment that I'm thinking of. The big one on, on all the newscasts. Yep. I hear you. Next, Harry and Meghan. Oh, look, it did make your list. I'm trying to steal my buzz. <laughs> So you're saying the other Royal Rumble. This is, uh, it's fascinating. Did you right? realize that so many people would be upset? Did you think that? because it Here or there? Anywhere. There, it doesn't surprise me at all. Because the Royals are, they're the Royals. But think about, But like, here, no one here should, if anything, people should be like, 
Oh, that's a cool story. Now, that's an interesting story. I wonder how that's going to unfold. Well, but I guess in general, people are, are too nosy, and I know that from firsthand yeah, experience. That doesn't surprise me, though. But the idea that somebody says, hey, you know, we kind of want to do our own thing for a while. We don't want to be involved in the, the hierarchy and, the, and all the hoopla around this. And the overwhelming fervor over there is negative. Well, it's... Like, Madame forgive, Tussauds... Forgive my ignorance of British royalty, but... Like, they don't have any governing power, right? He does not. I mean, he's behind William in, in everything. There, There's, unless but a I mean, catastrophic even, even, event happens. Even the queen. Like, she's not. They do, but they still have to answer to parliament, I think. Right. It's mostly a figurehead thing, but it's still. Exactly. It, it's almost. It's kind of the way, like, wealthy families here are kind of regarded, right? Mm -hmm. Just like, oh, the pomp and circumstance of having, you know the crown at there it, yeah. it, it means something to them still which again we look at it and say well it shouldn't they're fake and they just live in right. a massive building but yeah it's just a weird what a weird uproar i, I feel bad for them i, I really you know, do i'm interested to see how it unfolds though because if they do i i get the feeling based on uh the response from like Westminster Abbey or whoever right. whoever makes the official statement, they basically said, uh, you know, this, these are complicated matters and this will take a lot of time to, to figure out. I kind of get the feeling that they're going to give them the ultimatum where it's like, you're in or you're out. And if you're out, you're out. Yeah. Like, you're not the, what are they, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, I think. Duke? Yes. Yeah, that's their... That's their because then yeah. William and Kate are Duke and Cambridge. Dutch, Cambridge. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But I pick I, a town on the map, throw a dart. Yeah. Would we? Again, would you again, and I, I be the Duke and Duker of Van Wert? <laughs> the Duke and Duker of Van Wert. I'll take it. Am I Duke or Duker? Yeah, what do you prefer? What's better? I think is Duker, Duker better. Yeah, like because there's there's best and then there's bester. Yeah, I guess your name's first, but I'm not going to sit here with like a dunce cap on. <laughs> I want to be the Duker. Be, the wanna, Duker of Van Wert. I want to... All right. You can't just walk around like patting me on the head, though. I need a picture. Duke. I need me sitting on a crown in front of the Burger sitting King. Sitting on a throne. Or sitting on a throne with a crown on in front of the Burger King that we ate lunch at in Van Wert before mm -hmm. we went to our billboard. I need that. Somebody put that on a t-shirt and say, the Duke and Duker of Van Wert. Um... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this thing all yeah. flushes out. But we'll get to that on the turnaround. On the turnaround. Next to you, Jeopardy, greatest of all time. Have you been tuning in? I have not. Oh, my God. It is appointment television for is me. Is it really? Watching it live, commercials and all. Hashtag Team Jeopardy, James. Really? Okay, so you're on oh, yeah. your Team Hall's Hour. Team Hall's um, Hour. Now you have, like... Way. Now, I see you wearing a Lamar Jackson jersey mm -hmm. right now. Holzauer jersey's in the mail. Okay. I was going to ask if you had like a Holzauer turtleneck or whatever nope, he wears. It's a jersey. Uh, it's just got his face on it. He doesn't have a number. Okay. Well, of course he has a number. It's one. Uh, a ratings boon for ABC, appointment TV, these, these two guys, and I'm saying two guys for a reason. <laughs> the other guy hasn't won one yet. Brad Rutter, take a hike. Um, All you're doing... Is steal? You know what? We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. 
Lastly, Steve, Conor McGregor returning this weekend. Yeah. First time in uh, two years, three Has, years. Was this announced a long time ago? Because uh, I just started ago. hearing about it like this week. Yeah, like three, three or four months ago it was announced, but it's against an opponent who's older. Uh, let's call it a tune-up type of thing. Now, Cal- he, Donald he, Cerrone is a guy who he could absolutely demolish, but Cerrone's a guy who is known for throwing heavy hands okay. and what is more than happy to get in a, in a real brawl. So I think that's kind of the bring Connor back and put him on a pedestal of having a fun fight yeah. instead of something boring and everybody goes, well, McGregor was fun when he was around three years ago, even though was he? Was he? I saw that he packed on some weight for this. Yeah, so he's, he's moving up to 170 a, pounds that a for welter this. welterweight? It's a welterweight okay. fight. 170 pounds, biggest he's ever fought at. Normally, he's in the 150s. What is that considered? 150? I want to say lightweight. Okay. Where's cruiserweight? That's wrestling. Oh. 205 pounds and under. 205. That's cruiserweights in WWE. Uh, 205 in UFC is a heavyweight. Wow, really? Yep. 205 is a heavyweight. or, Or light heavy, I'm sorry. 205 is light heavy. Up to 265 is heavyweight. Um, you have to be under 265 to qualify. Really? So I've no idea. You know, I say this. I don't know that Cruz. What about weight. like Lesnar? What's he weigh? He would get to 265 for UFC. Uh, steroids do a lot of good things. Yeah. Good for him. Is good it? for him. Uh, yeah, the old debate about a potential of a UFC cruiserweight. So cruiserweight not in the UFC, only WWE, Steve. Okay. Uh, of course, everyone knows that. <laughs> So, yeah, returns to Saturday. Donald Cowboy Cerrone uh, should be a fun fight. But so you're the luster that. for, I don't know, not legally. <laughs> I don't, the, the, I, I didn't, I never had a true lust in, and for McGregor. Like, I don't, I never looked at him as this pioneering figure. Mm-hmm. He just, he's irritating. Um, yeah. And then the, his last few performances, he soundly defeated in a boxing ring. And, and I don't blame him for doing it. It's a lot of money. But then to come back to the UFC and the things he said about his his last opponent, Habib Nurmagomedov. Uh, and then, he, then there was that whole thing where he threw that, yep. threw something through that bus window. He's and altered. He, he changed some career paths and. And I don't mean lifelong, but a lot of those people we've talked about in the UFC and I've talked about on Sports State, they they don't make a living wage. So mm-hmm. when you're altering them being able to fight for even one night when they need that to survive, you're not selling a fight. You're being a dick. That's all that yeah. flatly. That's all there is to it. Yep. So I'm not a McGregor fan. I am the way the most of the country is with Floyd Mayweather. I'm tuning in to hoping McGregor will lose hmm. before. That's that, right. Because you feel as though Floyd Mayweather you put him up on a pedestal of a great man. Right Never up, said that. Right up there. <laughs> uh-huh. Right up there with a... LHO. Uh, <laughs> a good man who has just had a rough day at the book return He building. was caught. Hey, listen, it was one bad day at work. I once had a bad day when I worked at the grocery store and I dropped a bunch of gallons of milk and they spilled everywhere. Ah! That's a bad day. Man, oh man. It's the same thing. <laughs> For that, the Jeopardy greatest of all time tournaments, first to three. Um, ending, what's the score? It's 2-2? Uh, two, two? 
That was two to one as of uh, last Friday, but obviously, I mean, this is Thursday. So, so. Hull's hours up. No, nope. Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings was up. So Ken Jennings won night one in an absolute thriller. I saw that it was like two hundred points or after points, James yeah. Holzhauer uh, doubled up, straight doubled up on Final Jeopardy. Just not enough to beat Ken Jennings in night one. Holzhauer handily won night two. Night three, though, Jennings handily won night three. Very fun to watch how these guys interact. They're all. For my money, they're all very fun, mm-hmm. and they seem to be very like congenial. Yeah. And I like watching them interact with Alex. And I, Night 3 was out of hand before Final Jeopardy even happened. Was it? And so Ken, Ken just needed to bet $0, and he would have been... Nobody could have even doubled up and beat him. Oh, so, that's right, because the most you can do is bet whatever you have yep right? like you can't yep. obviously. you can't bet more so but so james uh james put you know the great his answer was something like the greatest syndicated game show host pat sajak cross that out and put <laughs> alex trebek so the, they're having fun with it and it's been very fun to watch i've been tuning in live every night it's yeah for me it's the equivalent of sports where you don't have to tune in live for a lot of stuff but for me i've been tuning in live to jeopardy so going to be a spinoff podcast jeptate well, it'll be done by the time this thing airs. Well, still, so. I mean, you could just talk about it on a regular basis. Oh, God. Jep Tate. But now Jeopardy's so boring. Watching regular Jeopardy with, yeah. you know, Cindy the home take, the or the, the caretaker and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Bill the librarian. Uh, they do the worst 90 seconds in television every <laughs> night, which is when they talk to each person <laughs> for 30 seconds. And Alex just always responds with, ah, good. It's there's there's not there has been maybe 10 interesting people on jeopardy ever three of them appear to be on the greatest of all time right now in james ken and brad so my god having to hear all the other banter about well yes alex i once went to the mailbox when the mailman got there and he said what are you doing here (laughs) hold on i think that this is the clip this is my uh jeopardy greatest moment ever uh this woman right here i believe her name was margaret and she was on an episode a while back and during that happy chat talk you have the demeanor of a librarian you're very calm you're very and you know a lot i mean you're leading now with seven thousand six hundred bucks what do you do for fun what do i do for fun knit (laughs) (laughs) and pet cats i'm hopelessly stereotypical (laughs) i love it she knits and pets cats at least she understands yeah she gets it like looking at her (laughs) she's a knitting cat petter yeah like that's it yeah good for her good for you margaret but no change been quite an event to see glad it was able to take place with alex uh, just because obviously you never know how long pancreatic yeah. cancer is going to give him to do that job. So very cool that they were able to put this together. Uh, before Harry, before that, Harry and Megan, we talked kind of uh, a lot about that, about how. Are you interested? No. Did, are you? I, I'm interested, but mostly in terms of I can't believe that this is such. And I'm not saying I can't believe this is news. We live in America where every everything that happens with a wealthy person or a celebrity seems to be news. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that. But I can't believe it's such an outrage, like I mentioned, that they simply want their own lives. I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. Like but, I, I I'm not gonna like follow it closely. Yeah, they didn't. 
but they didn't release a statement saying that they're disowning their family. No, they just said like, "Hey, we kind of yeah, we're a little bit more modern than this." Yes, and this has come on the heels of Harry releasing a statement months ago saying, "I've seen this happen before. It was with my mother. Yeah. Leave us alone." Yeah, he simply wants his family to be a family and not have to worry about being hounded and to the point of uh, you know having to live in hiding and mm-hmm. secrecy and and possibly you know something crazy or terrifying happening yeah you know I she's a she was a Hollywood actress mm-hmm. she's used to limelight but even she has said like whoa I didn't expect my life to be under this microscope so yeah I don't fault anybody for wanting to take a step back and be left alone no not at all not at before all. that the Democratic debate the first of the new year taking took place this week Steve uh, I, down to six, but until you get down to three, does it? Does anybody care? Probably not. We all seem to know it's going to be Biden, Warren, Sanders. Mm-hmm. How's that going to shake out? Tom Steyer, Amy Klobuchar, and and again, I'm, I know I'm going to make people mad, but l- listen, Andrew Yang isn't a candidate. Yeah. Obviously, he's not even at 5% in some of these polls. Like, I get you may support a candidate, but from the outside perspective of me, who I don't really care... It's down to three. Let's just get there and let's get these primaries and caucuses going to see how that's going to shake out. We're at, what, seven, eight debates? Do we? Is there a lot more that hasn't been revealed about these candidates that is going to shake things up? No, I think that the early debates were, like we were talking about, where there's 20 people over the course of two nights. They're pointless because they're pointless. you don't get to hear anything from anyone. There were probably people up there that talked for total, like, you know, 30 seconds. Yeah. It's so a waste. Just narrow it down. Yep. And then we'll go from there. An absolute waste. And lastly, but most importantly this week, Steve, it's Royal Rumble season. It is. Two, less than two weeks away. Who's your pick? <laughs> Big announcement last week. Brock Lesnar announcing the current Universal Champion entering mm. as number one into the Royal Rumble as champion. So what does that mean? Well, thank you very much for tuning in to the first, the first official episode. You know your mic's your mic. I turned your mic off. What? I thought there was a. I thought it was acting up. No. Or is it the big dog sign? <laughs> the entire 2019 without a championship match. The first of his career. Is he? Is, is this his time to work its way back into the main event? Well, there we have it, folks. First official episode, an up and comer of Ricochet, the Stephen Kyle podcast. Fast five, uh, twice monthly spectacular. A long way to go. Is it? Said that before. That's a long way to go for something that doesn't mean a whole lot. All right. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Stephen Kyle. Take the Facebook and Twitter polls. Again, at Stephen Kyle. 424-30-SK-POD. That's 424-307-5763. You can text, leave us a voicemail. Do whatever you want. Maybe we'll pick up. Maybe we'll happen to pick yeah, up one Maybe time. my phone will ring and say, hey. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you calling What's me? What's going on? All right, talk to you next week.